0: This is the Healthy Habits for Life show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman, and I'm so glad you're joining me for another episode. I am super excited to uh, share this one with you. I am flying solo today and sharing with you some uh, tips on my most favorite topic for discussion. And that is about healthy habits. Of course, you're here because that's the theme of the podcast. And so far, we've covered an amazing range of uh, conversations in terms of healthy habits. It's really such a broad topic. And I've had some wonderful, wonderful guests on the show, um, helping us think about how to create habits in a lot of different areas in our lives and also in the lives of our kids. And it's been so fantastic. And there is so much more to come. But today, and I'm I'm really kind of surprised that I haven't um, shared this episode sooner with you, because this is really, um, these are some of the most important messages that I'm trying to share and some of the most powerful skills that I'm trying to share with people who are interested in making changes when it comes to their own health. So today, I'm giving you the very best of the best in terms of health habits. And what I want you to think about as we get started, is really the premise of my entire health coaching business. And this is what gave me the idea many years ago, uh, probably going on eight, nine, or 10 years ago, when I started thinking about how can I bring, how can I address this mission that feels so important to me? At the time, I was in my private practice and my psychology practice, and I was trying to think about how I could help people in this area. And what I was noticing was that a lot of people were struggling with different health issues, you know, whether it was trying to lose weight, whether it was trying to improve health markers like lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, or follow a a diet program or nutrition guidelines that were recommended by their physicians that would help them manage other medical issues um, like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, any kind of kidney issue. I know it happens all the time that people go to the doctor, there's, you know, something going on with their health and the doctor says, what I'd like you to do is X, Y, and Z, and they might sketch out a plan. And then all they do is hand it to the patient and say, okay, now go do it. Well, if it were that easy, then every patient would be 100% in compliance. And every physician would be thrilled because the patient would come back three months later And say, yep, I did everything that you told me to do, everything you wanted me to do. And now let's, you know, retest my labs and look at all my health markers and see what what improvement um, I've been able to create because of these lifestyle changes. And that just doesn't happen. I know for a fact it just doesn't happen. And there's a really good reason why it doesn't happen. And the reason why it doesn't happen is that it's really, really hard. That's the reality. If you think about it, um, there are 24 hours in a day. Let's say maybe you sleep six hours a day, but you know, up, we're, we're facing this challenge of upwards to maybe 18 hours a day where we are trying to manage our food intake. 18 hours a day, all day long, day in and day out, making a million choices all day long. What do I want to eat? Am I going to eat this? Am I not going to eat that? Am I going to drink this? Am I not going to drink that? Am I going to move my body? Am I going to sit here on the couch? You know, all day long we have to make these decisions and they all add up. And there are so many challenges that can very easily get in the way that create this major disconnect between what the doctor is telling you he or she wants you to do and what you're actually able to do. And I have been studying this for years and I have been using my psychologist hat to really break this down and say, how do we help people? How can I help people create these behavioral changes when it comes to lifestyle? And even though I said about 30 seconds, 30 seconds ago that it's really hard at the same time, I want you to know it is 100% possible. 100% 100% possible to create these changes it's not going to happen overnight and it's going to take effort and it will probably take some input and support from other people around you it's, it's hard to do it alone and there are a lot of reasons why it's hard to do it alone but just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's not possible and today what i want you to take away is this message that it is possible it's not easy but it is possible and if you are really strategic and apply these strategies and tricks that I'm going to explain to you today, I know that you can be so successful with this mission. And so I'm kind of playing this, this silent partner with all the physicians out there who and um, all the public health, health officials who are making these guidelines about what we believe is a healthy diet for the average American or average, you know, whatever nationality you are, um, and also, what are the recommendations if you have certain health considerations? What are the recommendations that the doctors want you to follow? Because your lifestyle can help you manage illness. Not saying that medications won't necessarily be a part of that, but you have the power to really make an impact on the traje- trajectory of illness um, or lack thereof or the improvement.
0: So we're going we're gonna to get into all of
1: that today. So I have it broken down. I have five tips for you on how you can, how you can minimize that disconnect between what your doctor tells you to do and what you're able to do, what you set out as your personal lifestyle goal, goals, your nutrition goals, your exercise goals. How do you, how do you adhere? You have the goal. I wish you could see my hands talking, but you have the goal in one hand. And then underneath that, you have what actually happens. And I want them to be matching up I don't want them to be all the space in between where where you're not having success. I want you to match up the expectations that you have for yourself with what actually happens day to day. So let's talk about number one, number one strategy for how do you do a better job with this? And you might have heard this. Um, it's probably come up in other podcasts that I've done here on this show, and you've likely heard it if you're listening to similar podcasts or if you are um, in business and listen to other business development materials. You've probably heard this, but the first step is being really clear on your why. Why are you taking on this goal? Why is this so important to you? Why do you want to improve your nutrition? Why do you want to improve your health? What does that mean to you? How does your life change? How do the people around you change? How do you experience day-to-day life differently when you make these changes. And it's really important to, to dive deep and peel back all the layers of the onion and really get, get deep to the core feelings, the strongest feelings that you possibly have about why this goal is so important to you. And what I recommend, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before too, is that there's something really powerful about writing these things down. You know, it's one thing to think it, but when you think it, you kind of have these incomplete thoughts and they don't register as deeply as they do when you write it out and you write in complete sentences. They don't have, it doesn't have to be in perfect grammar. Nobody has to read this, but there's just something really powerful that happens when you take the thoughts that are in your hand and they come out your hand through a pen or pencil onto paper, it really solidifies these thoughts. I actually recommend handwriting it because there's some interesting research on this that says there's a difference between handwriting and typing. If you absolutely hate handwriting, okay, go ahead and type it. It's better than not doing it, but if you can, I do recommend handwriting this. So write out your why. Why is it so important for you to work on this goal? And also, what is the goal? So what specifically are you trying to do? Um, What are the changes you're trying to make? And why is this so important? I have my own personal goals written down on an index card. I learned this from a really great book I read called The Beck Diet Solution, which is actually not really about a diet. It's more about mindset, the mindset that you need to create in order to follow a certain diet or nutrition plan. And what I learned from this book is to create these note cards and they're kind of like flashcards, same way that you would study for a test when you were younger. You create these flashcards and you're basically drilling the information into your brain so that you really solidify it. So I write out my why on this flashcard and I review it Almost every single day I flip through, through these cards it's, and I program my brain to be really clear on, on this why. So that's number one, spend some time, take 10 minutes and write out your why and you might update it over time. You might find that you think of more reasons and you add to it, or you might find that some of the reasons you wrote down there really aren't that compelling and maybe you take them off and that's okay. You don't have to have one written why that's gonna last you for the rest of your life. You can change it as often as you want. The next thing that I want you to think about is to make a plan. So, okay, up top, at the top of the card you have, this is the goal. And then underneath it, you have the why. And then on another card, I want you to write the same goal on top. And then I want you to break it down. So let's say your goal is to lose 20 pounds and follow the recommendations that your nutritionist gave you at your last doctor's appointment.
0: Well, that's pretty broad. And I know if
1: I'm at all like you, which I know I am, I'm just like it, all of you listening to this. When you look at a goal that is as big and broad as that, it's really overwhelming. And probably your first reaction is to get this pit in your stomach that, that kind of reflects the feeling that says, I don't know how to do this. This is hard. This is just too much. I can't do it. So what we know is that if you take this broad goal and break it down into individual steps, it's going to feel a million times more doable. And that's what I want you to do. So what does this look like? Okay, If I want to lose 20 pounds, then I need to reduce my calorie intake, number one, which also means I need to know what my calorie intake is. So I probably have to track my food intake so that I have an accurate measure of this. And that's a whole nother topic that we can get into later. On another episode, Um, I need to know specifically what does my doctor want to eat. What does every meal need to look like? Do I need to break it down into macronutrients? Do I need to know how much protein, carbon, fat I'm eating at each meal? You know what exactly is the recommendation, and I want you to be crystal clear about what that could look like for every single meal. Same thing goes for moving your body. What is the recommendation? What what are you trying to do? Is it a number of steps? Is it a number of workouts? Is it a number of strength strength training uh, workouts or sessions? What specifically is it that you're trying to get in day in and day out, week in and week out? So by the time you have that all written out, I want you to look at each individual step and experience the scenario where your gut reaction is that it feels totally doable might feel a little hard. It might feel new. It might feel different. You might have some questions about it, but I want it to feel doable or maybe just one little smidge beyond doable, maybe a little bit hard, but for the most part, doable, definitely much better than just having this big broad goal that says lose 20 pounds. Uh, let's see. Okay. So the next thing is I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite expressions that I learned from a coach that I worked with many years ago. And the expression is to add in, rather add in to squeeze out. So if you are thinking about trying to reach a goal and that goal is steering you in the direction of do more of this and less of that. So eat more fruits and vegetables and less sugar and consume less sugar and alcohol. Well if you've focus exclusively on all the things that you're trying not to do It's going to be a tough setup. You're going to feel resentful. You're going to constantly feel deprived. And you know how it goes. The more more someone tells you not to do something or not to think about something, the more we do, the more we want it and the more we think about it. And so you will have much more success if you think about what you're trying to add in rather than what you're trying to avoid. So what that means is instead of saying, okay, no pancakes for breakfast, no pancakes for breakfast, no waffles, no pancakes, no French toast. Instead of thinking that, you're going to think, okay, what are my healthy breakfast? I'm going to look forward to an omelet with some fruit. I'm going to have some healthy oat and banana pancakes. Um, I'm going to have um, a shake. I'm going to have a healthy smoothie for breakfast. So focus on all the things that you can have and what it takes to make that happen, making sure that you have all the ingredients for that rather than the things that you're trying to avoid. And what you'll find is that there's just less room for them. You're going to be full from the things that you're adding in, from the foods that you're adding in, your thoughts, your minds, the space in your mind is going to be full from the thoughts of what you're working towards. And there's just going to be less room for the things that you're trying to do less of. It's a really powerful mantra that works in a lot of different parts of your life, add in to squeeze out. It's gonna feel a lot better to focus on what you can have and, and put all your energy into making sure that that's available and prepared for you rather than thinking about what you're trying not to have. Okay, and here's the next thing is... You know, one of the things that I teach um, in all the courses, all the online courses that I teach, all the work that I do individually with people, if you work with me if you hang out with me, you know that this is what I talk about, is I want you to become a really good problem solver. I want you to become a really good detective and I want you to become a really good problem solver because there are going to be issues that come up. I know, like I said, I know 100% it is not necessarily easy to follow these plans day in and day out, and things are going to come up that are going to try to derail you. And rather than mindlessly allow yourself to be derailed by them, I want you to be on the lookout. I want you to have an eagle eye and be on the lookout for where are the bumps in the road? Where are the possible glitches? Where are things leading me astray? And then spend some time, pause and think about, okay, what happened? What are the circumstances? What were the people, who were the people involved? What were, my, what were the thoughts that maybe were a problem? What are all these possible variables that got in the way or can get in the way? And then what can I do about it? You can always problem solve. I mean, we can't always change a circumstance. Your car breaks down and you, your car breaks down. We can't change that it happened, but you can change how you react to it and how you continue to stay on track despite the fact that there was a bump in the road. So what I uh, find to be really helpful is every night to do a review. And this doesn't have to take a long time. This could take five or 10 minutes to just go back through your day and reflect on what went really well. How was I successful? And most importantly, why? What set the stage for success? Because success leaves clues. And if you can figure out what set the stage for success, then you can work on replicating that day in and day out. So was it that you advocated with your family that you needed this time to work out? You made your schedule very clear. Was it that you did an extra food shop during the week so that you didn't run out of your protein source or your vegetables? Was it that you set alarms in your phone so that you didn't forget to drink your water? What did you do that led to success and then keep doing that? And then, of course, the flip side of that is where did you get derailed? Because you probably will. We are all human. We are all imperfect. And that is okay. You can still succeed even if you are imperfect. But I always want you to be learning. So did you get thrown off one meal and your meal didn't really align with what you wanted it to look like? Okay, so what happened? Were you unprepared? Did you wait too long? Then you were super hungry and you got into things that you didn't want to? Were you persuaded by people around you? Were were your emotions running high because of something that happened during the day? What were all those glitches? And then what can you do about it? Because chances are, if they came up once, they're going to come up again. But the next time I want you to be more prepared. And the next time I want you to be armed with the plan so you recognize, oh, this is what's trying to sabotage me. But I now see it, I catch it sooner. And I now know what to do because I've already thought about the plan. It's a lot harder to think of a plan in the moment than it is to just implement a plan that you've already thought about before. So that's the next thing I want you to work on becoming a really good detective and a really good problem solver and investing the time in these reflections so that you really understand what were the clues that led to success and then where were the problems that you need to address. I teach a really simple strategy. So if you have a piece of paper, you can write this down. If not, you can write this down when you get to a location where you can. But if you make a simple a simple chart with three columns, and on the left-hand column is the behavior that you're trying to do, that you're trying to follow day in and day out. The middle column is what was the problem? What was the glitch? And then the right-hand column is what's the solution? And again, it is really powerful if you write this out, as opposed to just thinking it through, it's going to register more in your brain. And then you'll have your solutions written out that you can reference when you need to, if you're in a jam and you can't think of what to do about it. So what was the behavior that you were trying to implement? What was the next column? What was the problem you ran into? And then last column, what's the solution that you can implement next time? Okay last one, number five, and this is one of my favorites is, and I, I could, I could talk so much more on this. Um, it, it could really be a whole episode in and of itself, but it's all about keeping your mindset positive. Your thoughts are your everything. The thoughts, you have thoughts running through your mind all day long, thousand bazillion thoughts a day and depending on what your thought is you're going to feel a certain way and depending on your feeling you're going to take a different action and depending on your action you're going to end up in either a desired outcome or an undesired outcome and so it is so important to really learn more about the thoughts that are going through your mind all day long and to create the thoughts that are going to be helpful and supportive of you Did you know that we have the power to do that, that there are times when our thoughts are automatic and they just zip through our brain without, without us either knowing it or without us really feeling like we have any control over that. But with, with work, it is 100% possible to shift these thoughts where you want them to go to create the thoughts that you want circulating in your mind and to undo and, and kind of quiet the thoughts that are unhelpful that are circulating for whatever reason. And so one of the best things you can do in my practice in psychology, we talk a lot about correcting the negative thoughts. So teaching people to monitor for the unhelpful thoughts and then really take a step back and assess, is this thought helpful? Does it make sense? What's the evidence that I have that suggests that it might be true? What's the evidence that I have that suggests it might not be true? And then can I come up with a more helpful thought that's gonna make more sense in the situation. That's a very powerful uh, skill. And I use that all the time when I work with individuals, but there's another piece of it that I, that doesn't get as much attention and is a really important part of the equation. And this is a more proactive approach that involves pre-programming the thoughts where you want to be. So I think about it like a ticker, like, you know, when you watch the news and across the bottom of the news, there's that ticker. Um, that's saying whatever it is that they want you to see on a a given day. Well, there's someone in a little computer room somewhere typing out exactly what they want you to see, what they want you to think, probably even what they want you to feel and how they want you to respond to the news. We can be just like that with our brains and with the thoughts that are going through them. So we can pre-program what that ticker is that's going through our brain, just like that person in the computer room is. We can decide what thoughts do we want in our brain and then rehearse them and repeat them over and over again until those are the thoughts that become more automatic. There are a lot of different ways that you can do this. And I know it doesn't always feel easy and Not everybody is successful with this because they haven't had the training, but if you go through the training and if you put the effort in yourself to really be aware of what the thoughts are that you allow, you 100% can change the culture of the thoughts in your mind. So there are a lot of ways you can do this. Um, And, and I, I use these practices every single day to have an influence in the thoughts that I have. So I like to call it the broad uh, category that I like to call this is personal development. It's working on yourself so that you feel, think, and experience your life how you want it to. So there are so many ways you can do this podcast. Podcasts are a wonderful way to feed your thoughts um, with good food and, and good nourishing information. I love to do this when I'm walking, when I'm in the car, when I'm folding laundry, whenever there's there's quiet. I can put in um, headphones or in my car you just listen And even if you have five minutes, you might hear one nugget that really sticks with you for the day and really helps you change your thoughts. There are so many books as well. And as you heard me talk about with the miracle morning, which is all part of this personal development and creating the mindset that you want. I am a big fan of always reading personal development books. And again, it could be just one page in the morning. It could be five pages. It could be listening to it in audio in your car, wherever you want. Um, all this information can play uh, positive information. Being really intentional about what you're listening to can be helpful in learning to change your thoughts and keep your mindset positive. Affirmations is another one. I talked about this on the Miracle Morning episode. Creating the thoughts that you want to have in your mind that you might not have yet, and then writing them out every single day, repeating them to yourself all day long until they really start to stick and they start to feel more like the default thoughts. Other other tricks that people use you could put stickies on your laptop on your monitor, in your bathroom mirror um, on your on your laptop cover next to your bed all over the place to remind you of the thought that you're trying to keep in your mind. You can put pictures on your phone you can you can write out you know use one of those creative apps to write out the thoughts that you want to have and make that the wallpaper on your phone so you see it every time you pick up your phone. Um, you basically want to surround yourself in as many ways as you can surround yourself with these positive messages that keep your mindset positive and keep you motivated to work on your goal that, re- that keep reminding you of your, why, why is this goal so important to you? Why is it worth the effort 18 hours a day to make sure that your behaviors align with the goals that you have for your behavior. So you get to the outcome that you want. So, wow, that's a lot. That was, that was five, you know, of my top tips condensed into a very small amount of time. And I hope they really resonate with you. Of course, if you ever have any questions, you are welcome to message me, uh, Carol Perlman at hotmail.com. You can find me on my website, healthy, the number four life by carolperlman.com. You can reach out to me there. And I'm always happy to help you work on these habits so that you get to these goals that you want. And I want to give you one other bonus. I actually have this in my notes. Number six, I couldn't stop at five. I had to give a plug for one more, which is that you don't have to do this alone. This is really, really hard work and you don't have to do it alone. And there are so many ways that you can surround yourself with people that support your goals. So you can talk to your friends and family and just talk to others about your goal. But oftentimes it's really helpful to have a coach. Um, And it could be a coach in a lot of different disciplines, whether it's seeking a nutritionist, whether it's a health coach like myself, whether it's a personal trainer. Um, I like to think of it as surrounding yourself by a professional team. They know more than we do, and they have expertise in all these different areas that we don't. And so why not take advantage of it so that we better set ourselves up for success? Beyond individual coaches or building your professional team is surround yourself with the community, find other people who are working on similar goals and stay connected with them. It is so powerful. The more you talk about things, the more the more you do of those those behaviors um, and the more you, f- you feed your motivation to keep going when you are very closely connected to other people doing the same thing. You can also get an accountability partner. You know, you can reach out to one person and say, hey, can we work together and check in on each other and make sure we keep each other honest and on track? It's a thing. <laughs> It's really a thing. People use this all the time. People in business use this all the time. And it is totally worthwhile. I've done it myself and I have seen the the benefits of that completely. So there you have it. Six, not five tips for how you implement a plan that gets you to your goal. How do you reduce the disconnect between the goal that you set out for your day-to-day behaviors and what actually happens? How do you make the two more aligned? I know that these strategies work. So I hope you will listen to this episode over and over again and you will implement them. And I imagine that every time you listen, you'll get something different out of it. You know, the further you are, the further along you are in your journey, the more you hear different things or you feel ready to apply things in new ways. So it always helps to listen to things over and over again because you'll learn something new at a different time. So I hope this was helpful. I'd love to hear from you in terms of what really resonates and what's working for you. And I hope to see you back next week for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great day, everyone. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.Healthy4LifeByCarolPerlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21 day habit formation course, that is now available to you. They quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, Healthy for Life by CarolKellman.com. And you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just the It's About Time Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening.
0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.